1: Welcome, folks, to Black Marriage Therapy. I'm your host, Junior Smith. I'm here joined with Rex. He is my guest here. We're talking to you today about personal development and three specific areas men can grow in, right, to grow themselves and grow the relationship. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Rex. Talk to us a little bit about who you are, why are you doing this and give us your passion. What's, what is your drive? What is your motivation? What gets you up out of bed in the morning? And uh, why is that you do what you do?
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you once again for allowing me to be here. Uh, you guys have an amazing podcast. Uh, my name is Rex Howard Jr. I'm a marriage and family therapist and a relationship and sex coach. And to dive into who I am and where I come from. So I'm a 28-year-old. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm from a family of seven. Right. So I'm the middle child. Right? A lot, big, real big family. But I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. Mm. I, I grew up in a family, uh, a broken home. My parents were divorced by the time I was in elementary school. Um, you know, I saw them have multiple partners on, on both ends. I grew up around a lot of drug addicts. I have alcoholism in my family. I have sex addiction in my family um I remember very vividly having conversations with my my uncle on the porch as he used to smoke crack right and sitting there just having these conversations and trying to see like what makes people do what they do right um and I see I saw all these dysfunctions functions around me there was there were um drug dealers on the corners and there was also drug dealers in my house right so I grew up in an environment that not many people make it out of right? But I knew that God put something in me and he wanted me to be something much greater, right? So with that being the case, um, I'm passionate about pouring into individuals. I'm passionate about helping people become the best versions of themselves. Um, That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. And I'm excited to talk to the guys today.
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, we're here to talk about um, personal development, but first, specifically, what are some things that happened in your childhood, right? In your past that kind of led you on the path that you're at now? Right now, you feel like God has led you to do this. You feel like you have a purpose in it. It's not just money. You're trying to make an influence, which is good, which is powerful. You need that. What are some things in your childhood that kind of led you to do
0: this? A couple of different things, actually. Um, thing number one is my parents divorcing.
1: Hmm.
0: Right. So my parents, they started having kids when my mom was 13 years old. Right. My dad was 15. My mom had five kids by the age of 20. You know, I felt like they were kids raising kids trying to teach us what they were never taught. Yeah. But it's hard to try to teach when, when you didn't have the guidance. It's hard to try to teach when you're. they packed up from Tuskegee and Alabama and moved to Knoxville, Tennessee by themselves. Wow. So now you have these teenagers trying to raise kids and trying to work and trying to provide, but they don't have any guidance. So they're figuring things out. They still have anger issues. They still have things that they didn't deal with from their childhood that they're still trying to deal with. So now here they are trying to teach kids had to grow up and be adults. Mm. And they were never taught how to be an adult.
1: Mm.
0: right? So when they got married, I had the honor to be the ring bearer. Right? <laughs> I remember seeing the pictures of me walking down the aisle and them this ring and, and not really understanding what marriage was. But at the same time, it was such an, a powerful and important moment for me that I just knew that this was something I was going to last forever. But on the backside of that, I saw my parents fight. Mm. I saw my parents fuss. Uh, I'm talking about mental, physical, and emotional abuse on a consistent basis. Mm. And that right there really did something in me. It made me feel the type of way about relationships. And it, it made it yep. hard for me to learn how to navigate through relationships yep. because I didn't have the guidance. Right. Yep. I saw when, when, when somebody came to them and said, or my dad or my mom came to each other with a problem. They matched each other's energy. It was never a soft startup. It was always very harsh. So nothing ever got done. It was either this is my way or you can leave.
1: Mm.
0: And I remember um, the night that led to my parents' divorce. It was a big game night that they were having with their friends in the neighborhood. And the kids were all playing with each other. And the night was getting closer to an end. And I heard my parents arguing on the porch. And then my parents came in the house fighting. And then they they went into the bathroom, they continued to fight. And I remember being as a kid, me and my siblings banging on the door, like, stop, 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 stop. And when they, my mom finally came out, she said, say bye to daddy, cause this is his last night here. And I remember as a kid going into the bathroom with the rest of my siblings and my dad crying. And my dad's like, I'm sorry y'all, I just can't do this no more. Me and mom, is not gonna work out. And being in elementary school, it's like, what, what does that, what does that even mean? Right. What does that mean? This isn't going to work out. He's like, well, I'm going to be moving out. This is my last night here. So, that was very detrimental because, you know, uh, as a young man, young boy, you need your father. Yeah. And even your daughters need your father and you need a happy union. And the fact that we couldn't see that, it really um, broke the family apart. Right.
1: Wow. I I have a a similar story to share with you, just like that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Thank you for being, you know, transparent with that. But um, yeah, I grew up with my mother and my father. Up until age 13, we ran away from my father. He was abusive, like you said, physical, you know, um, emotional, all that stuff, spiritual. And he was a drunk. And so he drank like, I think it was like a 12-pack of beer a day. Like his, his piss was golden yellow. And he was a diabetic type too. So, you know, I felt like somewhere in his life, he felt like he had lost. And so he just kept losing. Right, And he had people in front of him who loved him. My mom stayed by him. I tried to love him. My sister tried to love him. But he couldn't see any of that. Right, He already made up in his mind what was going on. And I remember um, in elementary school, my dad and my mom, they were arguing in the living room. And I remember him picking up stuff, throwing stuff at her, glass breaking everywhere. And I remember being in my bedroom. And then I remember my mom coming in to the bed after the argument, talking to me, telling me everything's going to be okay, basically lying to me, you know. And I remember making the decision, like, yo, marriage is not it. Like two people being together, it just cannot work. It cannot function. And of course, like I said, it ended in divorce and my parents split ways, we ran away. We um we we had to we had to fill these holes, myself and my sister, as we grow up. And a lot of men, as I speak to them, they're having some kind of trauma, they're having some kind of experience, they're having a lack of role models, like you said, or negative role models. Then they're getting married, finding somebody they love, and then are building from zero. They're building from negative. They got no tools in their bag. They got no role models to speak of. And so I'm on a mission to save marriages, bro. I think marriages can be healthy. I think a spouse can be married to somebody and they can help heal each other of the past trauma. I think we can come together as men and women and we can raise a beautiful family. A family that's not short of love. A family that's not um, competitive all the time. But a family that's healthy. That's what I believe. Right. And so I think as it comes to relationships, I think men have to understand the pivotal role that they play in the marriage, bro, in the relationship. Right. And we just need someone to speak to us. I feel like we just, we just missing the education. That's my shtick. That's my wife's stick. It's like marriage education. It can be taught. Skills can be taught. We can teach you how not to be selfish. We can teach you how to show empathy. We can tell you what that is. We can tell you what um growing spiritually is. We can tell you what growing financially is. We can tell you these things. You got to be willing. You got to open your ears. And so that's why I'm so glad you're with us to today. Cause we're going to get into that. Cause I think what we're talking about is pivotal for that man who is trying to be that man, who's trying Absolutely. to be that family man. You feel me? Who's trying to be the glue? Who's trying to stay? Who's trying not to have the family break apart or the relationship end? And and I think personal development is one way that you do it, right? We're taking responsibility for our own actions, responsibility for the way we think, maybe changing the way we think in some areas so that we can continue to grow so the relationship can continue to thrive. And I think we're, we're the missing piece. So for that man who wants to have a healthy relationship, who is... Already experiencing issues, or maybe not even experiencing issues. Maybe they they new to it, and they're just being proactive, trying to find ways to educate themselves. Um, what is personal development? Because I said it like that, but it's a per, it's a term I didn't really describe it. So I'm gonna leave it up to you. Describe to the people, to that man listening right now, what's personal development and why it's so helpful to his relationship. Why it's to so keep his relationship alive.
0: Okay, when my last relationship ended, right, I sat with myself and I asked myself, Rex, if you could say why your relationship ended, but you couldn't mention your partner, what would you say? Okay. And I said to myself, well, I got angry fast. Uh, My communication wasn't always on point. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to hang up the phone. Spiritually, I wasn't locked in with God like I needed to be. Like I could pray with my partner, but I wasn't always locked in with God. Mm -hmm. I wasn't around the right people like I needed to be. My influence, circle influence wasn't really on point. And then as far as like working, I wasn't working the job that that was in my heart that I felt called to do. I was working a job because I was in survival mode. And then my level of communication, because it's one thing to communicate with your partner, but my level of communication wasn't where it needed to be to get across what I needed, to get across what I felt, to get across what I wanted from my partner. And after I sat to myself, I said, you know what, God, this this is where I am and this is where I want to be. Yes, I want- I want to become something better. I want to become the person that has the capacity to to be patient and to to sit and listen to my partner and not feel defensive and not feel like I have to defend myself. Defend yourself. Go back and forth, right? I want to become a person that's not addicted to to sex or to pleasure or to pleasing my flesh. I want to become a person that is soft and loving to, to my wife and to the person I need to be with. So... To go back and answer your question, what is personal development? Personal development is that. Mm. It's stepping into the person that God has created you to be. It's, it's doing the, the work to become a better communicator, to become emotionally intelligent, to, to work on your finances so you're able to protect and to provide and to, to offer things that you were never offered. Right? Yeah. That's what personal development is for me. Mm. I,
1: lo- I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. What's the first step? We're gonna get into the three specific things, folks, but real quick, let's talk about personal development. The first step to personal development, right? What's that first step for that guy who's like, man, I want to grow myself? What's the first thing you got to do?
0: Is is realize where you are.
1: Thank, come on. It, <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again.
0: It's realizing where you are and being real with yourself, right? Looking, looking in the mirror and saying, no, this is where I am. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not making the money I want to make. I don't have success in relationships like I want to have success in relationships. My friend group isn't like I needed to be. Like It's realizing where you currently are and who you currently are and where you want to go. That's the first step. Once you figure out where you're going to go, now it's like, okay, who do I need to be around to get there? What do I need to read to get there? Yeah, education. Uh, what, What group do I need to be in? And then in the process of me developing, I said to myself, I want to be around a group of men that's mm-hmm. been in my shoes. So what I did was I was at work. I was working. I was a server working at a restaurant and I was serving this, this group of four it was older men. I was like 55 years and up. When I told them, um, they was like, how are you doing today, Rex? I was like, I'm blessed. They was like, Oh man, you're blessed. You are, you, you go to church. I was like, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> I was like, what church do you go to? I was like, well, I'm kind of dating around right now trying to figure out what's right for me. And they say, um, well, we go to a church, and I said, well, I, I kind of have a church that I'm looking at, but I do need a Bible study group. There's like, well, we have an all-men's Bible study group, and we meet every Sunday night. Hmm. I said, I'm coming. <laughs> hey. No questions asked. I'm coming. So they was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. I said, I'll take your number, give me the directions, and I'm there this Sunday. So I'll come, and this is a group of 10 men, white men at that. White men? White men, because I'm in the area.
1: Very, oh, okay, very, okay, okay, the area, okay, okay. Here okay, okay. I
0: live in. It's like yeah, what? me too, me too. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's fifty and up. They don't, they don't text. They don't send text messages. They communicate via email, right? So wait, within, so so if it was supposed to be a text message, they'll email each other. Yeah, it was. So yeah, you know how normal, like we younger people generation, yeah, we communicate via text, yeah, or group me. No, for them all communications via email they added me to the email thread so <laughs> i get in this group and these men are crying these men are saying how they're struggling in marriage they're struggling mm. and they're being real every every group that i've been a part of growing up people will fake the phone everything's good at home now my wife good money good every and it, you put up your best foot forward and it's like but that's not the truth Mm, that's not helping anybody i didn't see anybody cry growing up they weren't crying especially not the men yeah so i got in this group and they said rex what is a 27 year old like yourself doing in this group and i said i'm here for the wisdom i'm here for the i'm here for the transparency i'm here to learn from y'all so i can get to where i want to go faster yeah and that's the thing so First step, person development, figuring out where you are. Second step is figuring out where you're going to go. And then the third thing is putting yourself in position to learn those things, to gather the wisdom, to gather the knowledge, to, to see the opportunities, to be around the right people. That's going to pour life in you and speak life in you. And not only speak life in you, but to pray for you. Mm. Because sometimes that's exactly what you need.
1: Wow. Thank you. Beautiful answer. I appreciate that. Yeah, personal development is is that that's what's needed, that awareness, self-awareness, bro, and reality check. Because sometimes, and, and I i will admit this, I feel like sometimes when I meet with other men and speak to them and they have an issue that they bring to me, I think nine times out of the ten, they already know what they're dealing with. Yes. They already know what they need to improve, they already know what they're hiding. And, yes. you know, we just get to a part in the conversation where I try to get them comfortable enough to say, hey. Hey, man, you know what it is already, bro. <laughs> you already know it's your commitment, bro. You already know it's your whatever. You know, what can we do to work on that? Self-awareness is the first step to getting that self-discipline, right? Figuring out where it is, where it is that we lack and what we need to do to to grow in those areas. So let's specifically talk about these three areas now. Um, the first area is emotional growth and that's a, it's a buzzword man when it comes to relational relationships that word emotional growth or emotional intelligence is the real buzzword that people like to throw around a lot and use it so the first thing i want you to do is kind of define that for us emotional intelligence and then i'll ask you how we can grow in that area
0: as men absolutely so the best way to describe emotional intelligence is broken down into five parts right The very first thing is self-awareness. This is your ability to be aware of your feelings, your thoughts, your actions, and and actually what's going on around you, right? Am I being aroused? Am I being triggered? Am am I upset? Am I in fear? Like, am I in danger? It's that self-awareness. The second part is self-regulation, right? If I do find myself getting heated, if I'm getting triggered, can I calm myself down? Yeah, yeah. By yourself. By yourself.
1: Can you regulate yourself? You don't need your (laughs) wife to like...
0: Oh, babe, I'm sad. Can you, you know, like, can you regulate yourself? I like that. Can you regulate yourself as a man? Can you yes. calm yourself down? Can you take a break? Can you say, I need a break? Can you say, I need a pause? Can you do that, right? Because not many men can. So you have self-awareness, self-regulation, then you have empathy. You know, of course, empathy is your ability to put yourself in other people's shoes and see see things from their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Validating their experiences and validating their truths. Mm-hmm. You, won't, uh, you won't agree to everything that they say,
1: Say it. what hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I thought having empathy means I got to agree with everything my wife says, and that means if she tells me something and I feel differently and I validate her, that means I agree with her, which means that now I got to change my whole definition. I just got to agree with her.
0: Oh, absolutely not. So you don't have to agree, but you have to validate. It's their truths. It's their experiences. Right. So being able to put yourself in their shoes and say, you know what? I see why you think that. I I can understand why you feel that way. I understand. I understand. I don't agree, but I understand. I understand because everybody wants to be understood. And when people are understood, they feel seen. And when they feel seen, they feel heard. And they feel heard, they feel connected. Come on. Right. So with that being the case, that's empathy. So you have self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy. Then you have motivation. Motivation will be broken down into two forms. You have Internal motivation, which is I'm doing this because I want to become a better person. I'm doing this because yes. God put something in me that the world needs, right? External motivation is I'm doing this because I'm going to, get to receive a reward from my wife, right? Okay. My, okay. my wife hates it when trash has been left out. I want to make my wife happy. So okay. I want to take care of the trash. That's external motivation. And lastly, is social skills. This is your ability to be out and be social, to make friends, to read the room. Right. To know when your wife is ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, if you're being too friendly, this mm. is social skills. Right. And if you have social skills, you have motivation, you have empathy, you have self-regulation, you have self-awareness. You are an emotionally intelligent person. OK. Those five things equal emotional intelligence. Absolutely. So the question next is, OK, how do I get that? OK. How do I get it?
1: Yeah, that's my next question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the thing is, if you're like me and you didn't grow up in an area where you you didn't see emotional intelligence.
1: No, I see see people. I see. Sorry for cutting you off. I see people getting (laughs) angry and that's accepted. Anger is my only emotion I have access to. I do not know how to regulate myself. I do not know how to tell other people what they feel because my job is just telling people what I want and what I think and people the world revolves around me.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that's that's how relationships be. So you that's, telling
0: how, me... that's how I saw it, too. I saw the women get upset and explode. I saw my dad get upset and explode. I saw fights break out and I was like, how come they can say one thing and it's going to piss you off or get you outside of your body? So what can you do? For one, you got to pray. <laughs> pray. And ask God for for the patient. Ask God for your ability to be empathetic. Ask God for your ability to see you for who you are and, and work on you. Change your heart, right? Uh-huh. Second, put yourself around the emotionally intelligent people. And how do you know if you're around emotionally intelligent people? When somebody addresses somebody with conflict and they're able to say, hmm, I understand that. Well, tell me more about that. How can I show it for you? What do? You, what else do you need for me? When somebody is patient, somebody is kind, somebody has a soft startup and not a harsh startup, and when somebody's not being critical to a person, and pointing fingers at a person, and they're able to take that,
1: mm. that's
0: how you know they had that emotional intelligence. So, okay, okay. You're around those people.
1: Yeah, I like that. Find like, people who are doing what you want to be doing. Yes. I really like the example you gave of how somebody could actually be critiquing somebody and the other person don't get offended. Like, how do you learn to share something? Right. And that's important. Like, for example, with your wife, you said we're not supposed to always agree. Right. But you talked about doing it in a soft way. So you've learned the skill to explain to your wife, hey, I don't really appreciate when you do this and this and this. And your wife does not walk away offended. She's like, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, she don't have to agree, but at least she understands where you're coming from. That's a skill. And you can tell when people are putting in the work, sorry, you can tell the men who've been putting in work to grow themselves in emotional intelligence because they depict the skills. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I like that. All right. So now we've already made the decision to become emotionally intelligent, and you've told us what that means. Thank you for the definition. And you told us how we can put ourselves with other people. What are some challenges? I want to hit some of those oppositions that's that's gonna stop us, right? Give us some right. bumps in the road, things to expect. Cause when we can expect it, we can make adjustments for it now. So, what are some challenges to becoming emotionally intelligent for a man, right? Societal pressures, trauma, what it you know, go ahead.
0: All right. For one, friends. Okay. Right? If if you are in a process of becoming an emotionally intelligent person, but you oh. still hang around the same people that act the same way, that have the same beliefs, that have the same behaviors. It's going to be hard for you to become better. It's going to be hard. Right? It's
1: going to be real hard.
0: It's going to be real, hard. Same, way be real with, hard. same way with your relationship. If if you are in a relationship with a woman that's not emotionally intelligent, that can't control her temper, that can't control her hands, and she just physically and emotionally abusive, right? You're going to find yourself triggered. So being around friends that aren't emotionally intelligent, that aren't growing, being around your partner that's in that same boat, that's not growing. And then also, um, that fight against your flesh is the biggest thing. It's mm-hmm. easy for me to react when, when the way I want to react, the way I used to react. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's hard, to, it's hard to walk away. It's, even hard, if-
1: it's hard to do the new thing. You're telling us to do a new thing, bro. You're telling us don't do this thing that you used to. Don't react the same way. That's easier said than done. You're telling me to practice basically not only read the books, but put it into action and so whenever I have an opportunity here, like oh, here's another opportunity to choose to walk away. Here's an opportunity to be vulnerable. Here's an opportunity to pay attention to the signs, the body language of my wife and try to figure out what's going on. Here's an opportunity to put myself in their shoes. I don't understand why they're talking like that, but let me, I don't agree with it. Let me try to understand. These opportunities come up and we have to take them because if we, if we let these opportunities slide by, we just got a whole bunch of head knowledge. We're not going to get there. We're not going to be better people. That's if I it. teach you how to th- throw the perfect football or do the perfect whatever, you don't practice it.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So, you don't have to download the new bumble now. That's it. Perfect example. One thing I had to learn with my lady, right? She is very kind, she's very soft, and she's very peaceful. I'm not used to that. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm not used to that at all. And a lot of things that used to trigger me in past relationships are text messages like, hey, I need to talk, or hey, there's yep. someone. Trigger automatic trigger
1: trigger. baby. I I used No, let me tell you a little secret. Don't do this, but I used to text them back. Yes, we do. And now we both. Now we both stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Not just me. We both
0: stressed. No, literally. So I used to get those texts and used to trigger me because those conversations are always conflict conversations. But with my new lady, she'd be like, "Hey, no, I just really missed you, and I I needed, I need this from you." And I've noticed in my body self awareness. I'm starting to get dysregulated. I'm starting to feel like I got to defend myself. But I, I have been doing this. But now I just to take a step back. No, this is what she said that she's been needing. She came to me soft. She came to me peaceful. She didn't come to me rude. She wasn't pointing any fingers. She was telling me that a need that she needed that I wasn't fulfilling, that I did before, that I just wasn't doing in the moment. Come on. And it allowed for me to like take a step back and say, Rex, this. you said you wanted something better, right? You said you wanted to grow and develop, right? God ain't gonna never put something in you, put something in front of you that's going to help you grow. That ain't gonna challenge you.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. like being challenged, Rex. I don't well, want to be challenged, Rex. I don't want to.
0: Be, I don't. Want, I want to be comfortable, Rex. And that's the biggest barrier. If you you can be comfortable where you at. But if you want to step into a different room, you want to get into a better relationship, you want to get into a better marriage, you want to get into you want to become the best father. You're going to be challenged. But on the other side of that challenge is growth. On the other side of that challenge is you becoming. On the other side of that challenge is you, you step into the man that God really created you to be. Hmm. So it's, it's so much wisdom and experience. Wow. And like that. I
1: appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you for answering that question. Emotional intelligence, you broke it down, gave us the five things. Told us what to look for. Told us some of the opposition we had come up against, right? Ourselves, our friends, and honestly, I've come up against all of that that you've mentioned, right? Myself, my friend group. I had to get a whole new friend group. Just letting you know, yeah. for that, for that man listening, like trying to figure out how much work you got to put in, like how how deep does this thing go? I had to get I had to get some some friends who knew what I was talking about, who Tell didn't think more. it was who didn't think it was um soft to express my emotions. Who did it? Who who understood that anger is just uh sometimes a cover up emotion, a secondary emotion. But I really feel embarrassed. That's why I got angry. Or I really felt worried. That's why I got angry. Right. So I had to I had to start talking to some men who kind of who could know where I'm coming from. Um. So thank you for answering that question about emotion intelligence. Second one we mentioned spiritual growth. Mm. Spiritual growth. Then we have one more after this, and we get into some tools and some tips for y'all. Spiritual growth. So same question as before. Right. Why is it important to grow okay. spiritually? <laughs> okay. Why is it important? Then I want to know how we can do it. But first, why is it important to grow spiritually? Why is because if I'm if my money's right and my emotions are right, I don't feel like I need spiritual. Mm. I, my money's right. I got I got cash. You feel me? I got respect. So you're telling me spiritual is important. You need to explain to me why is that important?
0: Because Growing spiritually, God has already laid out the blueprint of life. He's everybody wants to know how we get to next level. Everybody wants to know what kind of husband do I need to be? What are my roles and responsibilities as a man? How do I treat my kids? How do I treat people? God already said He already laid it out, mm. right? So He He said He said, love the Lord with all your might, with all your soul, and in in all your spirit, right? And then He said, love your neighbor like yourself. He gave you the blueprint he gave you the blueprint so if i'm not growing spiritually everything that i have i won't know what to do with it right if i do have all this money oh. right it, it's not going to go in the right place i'm not giving it back to the person that blessed me with it, and that's god mm. right if, if i do have the best relationship it won't be the best because it's not rooted in the, my foundation ain't on him right it's only so much you can do as a person it's only okay. so much you can develop as a person without that peace okay So that's why you should be, that's why you should tap into spiritual development because God has already gave you something. He gave you everything that you need in you, but the only way to pull it out and to really identify what it is, is through him.
1: Mm, Okay. I hear you. I hear you. There's only so much you can do as a human being. And with God, not only has he given you the instruction on how to do it, He also provides you with that longevity. I know for myself, I wouldn't be the man I am today without God. Because he's the one honestly leading me. He's honestly leading the charge for personal development in my life. Because to be honest with you, there's some things I know I need to develop on, but I don't care. Like, I know I need to develop on it, but I'm like, "Mm, you know, ain't nobody dying. (laughs) You feel me? I could be a little less selfish. I could. I I could be a little bit, you know, I could practice looking forward a lot. I like to live in the moment. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And it really is God knocking on the door of my heart saying that thing you don't want to practice, you need to practice it because you don't know right, where you may need this skill in the future. And so God has been leading me to grow. And it's my relationship to God that keeps me faithful to my wife, honestly, and keeps me faithful to my kids. Let's just be real. If it wasn't for God, I would make decisions that could be catastrophic.
0: No, 100%. And one thing about that is my lady asked me, she said, what do you think stops a man from cheating? And I said, the fear of God. That's it. The fear of God. You, I mean, listen,
1: you- <laughs> I got to say, and my wife finally accepted an answer. <laughs> finally, because she's like, yo, babe, I'm good to you. And I'm like, I know, listen, I'm not saying that you're not good. And she's like, no, because that woman's better. I'm like, she may not even be better. Look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. That okay. girl she slept with ain't better than Beyonce. It's just opportunity presented. So-. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, but listen, babe, hey, <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Opportunity presented itself that could be a problem, but I'm trying to keep myself grounded and I'm trying to go ahead and do things to build up my character where that opportunity presents itself and I turn it down. But oh I know to 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 I know never to think it can never happen to me because then that's when it happens.
0: Absolutely. It says in the Bible, he says there's no temptations ever overtaking a man what's coming to mankind, but God is faithful. And he will never allow you to be tempted more than what you can bear. But if you are tempted, he'll always provide you a way out. He will always provide you a way out. And then also. It's our sinful nature. We it's not in us to do good. The Bible also says the thing, the things I hate to do, I do, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I do.
1: All the time.
0: It's our flesh. So if if I'm not if I'm not connected to God, I won't have that conviction in me that says I shouldn't be cheating. I won't have conviction in me that says my wife may find out. I won't have that conviction in me. That says I need to take care of the thing that God blessed me with. I won't have the conviction to tell me if you get caught, you're going to ruin your life and you're going to get your kids taken away from you and all the money and things that you built. You're going to you're going to have happen. You don't come have that. On, conviction.
1: Somebody, come so on, somebody.
0: So if I'm connected to God, I'm going to have that conviction and I'm going to treat my woman. I'm going to treat my family like God handed them to me Himself.
1: Yeah, bro, I came clean. I came clean to my wife. How about that? How about yeah. I figured out how to 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 do be selfish in a relationship and get what I want without giving. And the mm-hmm. God made me come clean to my wife. Whereas I think I would have gotten away from, with it. If it wasn't for you pesky kids, like I would have been <laughs> free. Right. And the level of conviction that fell upon me was like, I need to go bring this to my wife and I need to let her know about it and put myself in jail. And yep. Trust me without God, I ain't doing that. Yeah. No, you're I'm not. I'm you getting away. <laughs> I'm burying the bodies. You feel me? Yep. That's what I'm doing. Well, listen, Tell me how to do it. I'm fully convinced that I need to grow spiritually, even if I have the money. Okay. And I have the emotional skills. But can you explain to me, you know, the how? That's the hardest
0: part. Absolutely. My answer is gonna be the same for a lot of these sections. That's fine. The, the how, the how to grow spiritually. A lot of times, you know, the first answer is say start reading the Bible. But then for the for the first time Bible readers, they say, well, where do I start? Well, there's certain areas you can start at the beginning, you can start in the middle, you can start with, if God puts something in your heart. But if you don't know where to start, I would always tell people first of all, find you a church home, a good church home, and get invested in the church. Don't be the person that just goes to church on Sunday, you take notes and you leave, and there is nothing else you're going to do. Yeah, by being invested, I mean, no, join the church, not only join your church, see if they have any men's groups, any young Bible study, young men's Bible study groups, all men's Bible study groups, yep. or just general get involved with the church and put yourself around these men. Put yourself around married men that are engulfed in the Bible, right? That love the Lord so much. And that's the reason why they're able to love their wife the way they do. Put yourself around married women that respect their husband so much and are pouring into the husband so much that they want to pour into you and make sure that you're around the right people as well. So, Get get around the right people, get in the right rooms. And if you're not ready to necessarily go to church yet, then I would say personal development and spiritual development sermons and podcasts. Right. So, for, for example, I follow a guy named Myron Golden, very, very uber successful type of guy. And his whole platform is to spread the gospel. That's his whole platform. He spreads the gospel. He talks about how God wants you to be successful, how God hates poverty, how God hates sin, how God hates all these different things, and what you need to do to step into that person. That's Myron Golden. Mm. And then, at the same point, if you don't know that, Eric Thomas is the the hip hop preacher. Hip hop preacher. The hip hop preacher. So him and his guys and his platform, Secret to Success podcast, they mention God in every single thing that they do, right? And they honor their wives and everything that they do. Come on. So if if you put yourself around men that respect their wives, that men that love the Lord. If you put yourself in the church that that's spreading the, the right gospel, right? And that has opportunities for you to be in, involved. And then you put yourself around the right people outside of church and outside these podcasts, that's on that same path, right? Mm-hmm. They may not be in the, in the position that you wanna be in, but they're in the area of growth, right? So for example, what I did with some of my guys, I said, listen, I, I said, I just finished a 12-week discipleship program with a guy at church. But based off what I did with him, I want to do that with y'all. So every Saturday morning, before the day gets started at 8 a.m., I want to do an hour Bible study. And I just literally want to go over every single thing that I went over during discipleship. And they said, OK, cool. So during this time, all the these men aren't where I am spiritually, but that's their goal. And because I'm held accountable from them, I'm yeah. going to make on top of my stuff. I can't give you and I can't point to you if I'm not being important to myself, if I'm not spending time with God. So those are the three areas. Go to get to church, join a church, get involved with the church, listen to things, a spiritual podcasts or YouTube channels. Myron Golden, Eric Thomas, my top two I'll go to or T.D. Jakes, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And then lastly, get yourself around some friends that are in alignment with that and are wanting to step into the, their best self spiritually because if you have All of that covering you, man, you gonna be blessed.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you for answering that question, bro. Thank you for explaining the importance of spirituality, right? We can only take ourselves so far as human beings. God has the plan for us and he provides longevity. And we express our vulnerability that God challenged us to be better men. So, you know, I'm answering him. You feel me? I got a boss. His name is God. You know what I mean? It's not (laughs) me leading this relationship. It really isn't you feel me um so you know he he called me to expose myself so he's always checking me he's my Thank check you. he's my check so you talked about blessing let's get to the last part this is the part everybody want to talk about finances financial freedom that's but you see i put it last okay we got right. we got the emotional first we got the spiritual now we got the financial freedom you talked about being blessed right. and so uh this may seem seem like a foolish question but i'm going to ask it anyway what's the importance of <laughs> of growing financially as a man of having success in this area, um, cultivating growth. And then I'm going to ask you some specific question on how we can do that because, and I don't expect you to be a financial advisor, okay? That's not your role. You're not supposed to, you know, come give zero to millionaire in 60 days. I'm not looking for that kind of answer. Let me just set the stage right now. That's not what you're about to hear, people. But this is just general stuff that we can learn because we want to grow in these three specific areas and financial growth is one of them. So why is financial growth important for a man?
0: Financial literacy literacy go ahead yeah, it is is important financial growth of course but financial literacy. i think that's the main word and it's so important because without having an understanding of how to take care a little bit you will never be blessed with a lot right god says if you are faithful over a few things i can bless you with many things so but financial literacy is so important because before you even find your wife before you even hop into a relationship how are you dealing with your own finances what's your relationship like with your money right and the backstory, growing up, I had a very up and down relationship, like with finances, simply because my parents worked extremely hard, but we were also we also had food stamps, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, whenever they lost a job, this is how the process would go. It'd be all right, kids, everything's good. Christmas is going to be good, but the minute money got bad, all right, guys, we got to cut back. Make sure y'all cutting the lights off. We ain't going to be able to go eat here. We are not going to be able to eat here, and then if we start counting the costs. Yeah. Right? It's like well, can we get this? I'm like, no, we can't because we don't got the money right now. Mm. So that was a, a constant conversation that was happening. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Financial literacy isn't a thing right now. So then you go from a teenager doing that and to a young adult doing that. And I put myself in those same positions. Yep. When I got money, I would spend it because my zero ended up being my a zero. I never had a savings account. I never had all these different accounts because it was like, if I got money, the goal at the end of the month is to spend it. The goal is to (laughs) my God. No, No, it's the truth though. I'm laughing, but it's the truth. It really is
1: to spend the money. And I had no relationship with money. It was, I just make money and I thought that was
0: good enough. Just make more money. Just make it. Just make more money. But if you make more money, you don't have any financial literacy. You don't know what you're gonna put your money into, invest your money into, and save your money. If you don't, if your money doesn't have a destination, it's you're going. It's going to leave your pocket as soon as you get it, hmm. right? So every time I got a good paycheck and got a new job, I'm spending money. I can get new things. I got a car. I, I want a good couch. I want a good bed. I'm buying new furniture, right? And I'm going to the furniture store and I'm getting approved for ten thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, I got ten thousand to spend. No, you don't, son. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Especially if you have the money to back it up. So if you're not financially literate, you're you're not responsible. If you're not responsible, no woman is gonna feel safe with you. If you're not responsible, no woman is going to feel like you can provide for her.
1: Oh don't say I'll, that. Don't say that. No, that's if you're a, not not offend somebody,
0: you're, <laughs> if you're not responsible, then your wife is gonna your wife is gonna be stuck. Like, can we make this happen? Can we do this? If you're if you're not responsible, God won't bless you with the things you need to be blessed with. So that that's hurts. so financial literacy comes with responsibility and responsibility comes with safety. And if you want a wife, if you want kids, if you want people to trust you, that's you you're gonna need those things. And then also financial literacy, if especially if you're connected spiritually, comes with tithing and giving back and stewarding. Like I said, faithful over a few things. If you be faithful with a few things, God can bless you with a lot. But if you, if if you can't keep a hundred, He ain't gonna give you a thousand. Hey. Okay,
1: I love your answer. My plan was get money, and then after I get money, I'm gonna get money. And I was thinking that's okay because I have the stamina to do it. I'm gonna work hard, like. But you're telling me that money's tied to responsibility, not just hard work. Absolutely. You're telling me that money is tied to safety for your family members. And so it really Mm -hmm. is important to educate ourselves in these areas that we're not really educated in. We may not want to get into like the big, heavy things, stocks and bonds. You know, some of this stuff is a little scary, I will admit. But that doesn't exclude you from the responsibility that you have to manage your money well. And like the last that you mentioned, which I think is super important, and I've been a witness to, is that when you learn to manage your money you get more money, bro. You Either the money, money stretches longer, or you have better control over it, so it never leaves your hand. But yeah. if you if you're responsible, you take care of the money. You you have more money some way somehow. That's just the way it works, right? Either you get more opportunities because you're more responsible, or you're more responsible in the first place. So you know it doesn't leave your hand. All right, I'm bought in. I believe you. Financial literacy is important now. It's not just good enough to work hard. It's not just good enough to make money. Right. I don't want a super specific answer, but how can I grow in this area of financial literacy? Um, I don't have to become a millionaire,
0: but tell me what I can do. Well, first is self-awareness, right? It's taking a hard look at your finances. And one of the main things I do that, I I challenge my guys in my programs all the time, is I'll tell them, um, print out your bank statement, right? Print out your bank statement. I want you to put a check mark beside every single thing you spent money on that you needed, right? Put an X beside everything you spent money on that was not a need, right? Put, put a cross by every time you tithed for the month, right? And then also put a line through everything you spent money on that was going to push you and propel you to become the best version, whether that was school, whether that was a book, whether huh. that was person development, a coach, a therapist, put those things. You need to see where your money is going. Mm-hmm. That's the very first thing. One thing you will understand is, damn. I spent a lot of money on fast food this month. I spent a lot of money on website this month. I spent a lot of money on subscriptions this month. Mm. And I bought weed this month or I bought alcohol this month. Okay. Okay. I went a lot That's of it. this month, right? It's being real with yourself. Where's my money going? And then creating a budget for yourself, right? This is how much money I make on a month to month basis. And this is how much money goes out in a month to month basis. You create that budget. Once you have that budget, then you say, okay, cool. Where do I want to be as a man financially in the next six weeks, in the next six months, in the next six years? Where do I want to be? And what's going to be the thing that's going to help me get there? What do I need to sacrifice? What are three things that I can cut out of my budget today, this week, this month? That's going to help me get to where I want to go, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And what's
0: the cost if I don't cut it out? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Asking what the cost is.
1: So my question. So we're in the marriage context here. So we got. It's not. It's we're connected. We're connected to our wives, right? Who's also making income. It was 2023, okay? It's twenty twenty three. Okay, I feel like both men and women have to work these days just to make it. Okay, so it's our income. It's our budget. So I have a specific question towards vulnerability, like being mm. vulnerable with our money, with our wives. You know what I mean? Sometimes we don't want to. We want to shield her from it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But we need help. We need we need a, a helpmate, a partner with it. So having a conversation with our wives about money is tough. It's tough. It's like talking about sex sometimes because it's it's yeah. my identity, my money and my sex. Like, so mm, that is that's it. That's a hard topic.
0: It's difficult no, marriages. It, it, it's it is. But that vulnerability is so important. And one thing that's going to help you be vulnerable is safety from her, right? If she's a safe space. If she's a safe space, then you can you can be vulnerable because if you share the lack of finances with your partner, and they criticize you, they they give you that look, and you know say they start making statements or they bring it up in arguments or or they just make you feel less of a man because of where you are financially. That's never going to make you feel safe enough to ever come to them, right? But as a man, it's so important to be transparent and vulnerable about where you currently are financially, so she can see it. She can see it. And if I'm if I'm letting my lady know, hey, this is how much money I made this month is this how much I make. I plan on making next month or this how much money I saved. It allows her to, to, to see, OK, cool. He's being honest with me. He's telling me where he is. Yeah. So there's no need for me to question. Yeah. But if you yeah. find yourself in a marriage and you're hiding money, yes. then it's time to have that conversation. Because she will never know where you are if you don't show her. If she can't, a lot of a lot of marriage married couples believe in having a joint account, but a lot of married couples, especially men that feel like they want to fully provide, they have separate accounts. They make sure everything's taken care of, but what happens when they don't get taken care of? Right. I was dealing. I was working with a couple, and the wife is a stay-at-home wife, and the and the father was a the provider. They got three kids at home. They had hit a bump in the road that she knew nothing about. She knew nothing about. It. She, in her mind, they were up. They had 10 to 15,000 saved away. Yeah. But in reality, they were down to 1,500. And she was wanting to take a trip to go see family. And he was making every excuse as to, why, excuse. He as to why he couldn't take that trip. And then she was like, nah, something is really going on. And yeah. then he told her what was happening. And she completely lost faith and trust in trusting him because she was like, how, how could you let us get to this point?
1: It's 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 it, man. Listen, you get to that point, bro. You put yourself in that guy's shoes. Married, been doing it good for like three years, four years. And you mess up. It's hard to admit your mess up, bro, because you want to shield her. And then you think, damn, she's never gonna forgive me again. But just what you said will happen if you hide it, if you bury it, and they find it, it's ten times worse. Sometimes it's not even the thing that happened. It's your presentation of the thing that happened, how you go about the thing that happened, Absolutely. which makes
0: it whatever it is. Absolutely. And if, if you're able to be vulnerable and transparent with your partner and say, hey, babe, this is where we are. But I have a plan. Right. This is this is how we're going to get out of this hole.
1: Yeah. That's where you come it. up with the plan together. Like I said together. before, we're, we're we're a team, we're a unit. And, you know, I want to work with you to, to grow. Absolutely. Wow. I appreciate that. Thank you. You explained the importance of financial literacy right? We can't just work and be hard workers and make money. We got to know okay. what to do with our money because we want to provide that sense of safety and security for our families, for right. our wives, right? And even ourselves. We want to see ourselves prosper, right? Personal development. Okay. We got to educate. We got to invest in ourselves. Okay, well, listen. Now is the time of the podcast. We give those tools and those tips. You've been dropping these tools throughout the whole podcast. I was going to tell you to hold on to them, but you're just so free with the tools. Right. Absolutely. Um, but we have this section now where let's speak to the guy who's fully convinced. He's like, I, I want to grow... You know, in my personal development, I want to grow spiritually. I want to grow emotionally, financial literacy. I want all those things. I want to show up as a better version of myself, not pretending, not putting it on, but this really being me. Like, I'm really better now. Like, I'm authentic about this. And uh, my wife can see it. My kids can see it. And my family can prosper. So what are some tools or some tips? What are some things that we can do? We can give these men who are listening now advice on growing in these areas.
0: Okay, fellas. Um, if you are this person that he named. Right. One of the first things that you can do is to get yourself a mentor. Mm-hmm. Right. Get yourself a mentor, but be specific and in intentional about these mentors. Right. A mentor that that can pour into you spiritually. And perfect example of that is I have two spiritual mentors. Right. Um, one sends me six Bible verses every single morning. She's been doing that for the last two years six Bible verses. And, and her and her husband, they say, hey, Rex, we would love to meet with you. Can you come meet us after church? We'll go get some lunch. And they're always checking in, they're praying, right? My other spiritual mentor, she, she sends me actual books. And not, if she can't send me books, she sends me emails. Hey, Rex, I found this article on this. Mm. I found this article on this. this. I feel like God told me to tell you this. So she sends me these things. So Find you a spiritual mentor so you can say, Hey, I'm dealing with this, I'm struggling with this. Um, me and my lady aren't in the best place. I need you to pray for me. I need some guidance, I need some wisdom. Spiritual I like mentor that. Right? I
1: like that mentorship.
0: Second thing, get you a coach or a therapist, right? That's going to help you work through yeah. where you are. Right. So once yeah. again, a therapist is going to help you focus on your past. A coach is going to help you focus on where you are in, in your future. So Get you a therapist to help you focus on the trauma that may be holding you back. Your relationship with money, that's trauma. Your relationship with sex, that may be trauma. Your relationship with with your your past relationships, you want to focus and identify those relationships so there's nothing holding you back from having the capacity to show up for your next partner. Mm. And and once you do the shadow work, then you can do the future work. And with a coach like myself, I'm a personal development coach. I like to see where you are and I like to help you get to where you want to go and identify certain things that are still in your way. So get you a therapist or a coach. And lastly, you can get you a financial mentor, right? Yeah. You can get you a financial mentor. Now, mind sure. you, they don't necessarily have to be a mentor. It can be somebody that just threw us their money in the right way
1: come on we don't we don't have to go spend a thousand dollars to join this man program and be part of the mega mind it's a thousand dollars a month you can't even afford it <laughs> you wait for it to pay off you just yeah. pay people twelve thousand dollars a year come on
0: no you don't have to do that but and mind you there's so much information in books and especially being a black man they say if you want to keep something away from a black person ah. put it in the book. so there's so much information in books what you've experienced and what you want to experience somebody's already lived it somebody's already done it somebody's already executed it right so there's there's a lot of financial spiritual mental knowledge in the Bible and then there's a lot of books there's a lot of books that are that are out there and one book is the Psychology of money so if you if you want to learn how to find a uh, steward your money or rich dad poor dad it's a really great resource you want to learn how to steward your money and save it or invest in the right things. There's information out there. You just have to go get it. And if you're not ready to purchase a book, click on YouTube. There's so much information. And if you want to take it a step further, you can even follow me. Right. So on Instagram, I am I am Rex Howard Jr. And I drop videos almost every day about person of bear- development, spiritual development, and just relationships in general. Mm -hmm. And then the brother that you see on this podcast right here, him and his wife drop gems on a day-to-day basis. So if you don't know where to go, use what you have in front of you. And if you're ready to step outside of that, then it's time to go get your mentor, time Mm -hmm. to tap into those books and the resources that you have access to.
1: Yes, sir. Come on. Strong answer. Hey, get you a library card. Them libraries still open. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. They still open. You can go back and get it for free. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for for explaining those things to us, for talking to us. My listener, now I'm speaking to you. If you are in a relationship and you're growing in some areas and some of these areas you want to grow in, look for these resources. If you are in a relationship and you're trying to start over fresh, I want to become this this kind of guy, hey, look for those resources, right? And even as Rex mentioned before, for that person who may not be in a relationship right now, but are growing, or maybe they're in a committed relationship and not married, there's always room to grow.
0: Absolutely. Married,
1: not married, committed, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, we can still grow as men and show up as the, as the man that God called us to be. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. Everything that we mentioned here in this episode will be down in the show notes. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again. Peace.